Hey, 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 ladies and gents. How's it going? Robert Sykes, KetoSavage.com. And today I've got special guest Brian Sanders on the line. And to be honest with you, I didn't know much about Brian at all before this conversation. I know that he is basically the brains behind the, the Food Lies documentary and the Game Changers debunked documentary that's going to be coming out the week of Thanksgiving. And I started just stalking him on Instagram. The more I dug into it, the more I like really appreciated the message he was trying to send and the knowledge he was trying to share. So I had to get him on the podcast. We had a great conversation. We talked about um, veganism, talked about the meat-based protocol. We talked about the arguments for each, but then like why there's so much information out there that's just not accurate, why there's so much ignorance out there, and what we can do to combat that. So really enjoyed the conversation. I learned a ton. I have utmost respect for him and what he's doing. Sit back, relax, enjoy this amazing conversation with Brian Sanders. And we're live. Brian Sanders, how are you, man? Hey, hey, how's it going? It's going good. good. It's going good. Uh, so i got to be honest with you. I do not know that much about you. I recently just stumbled across your Instagram page. Um, I started going down the, the rabbit hole of all things Instagram, as, as we all do. Mm-hmm. And the more I, I saw, the more I read up on it. It's like, man, this guy's interesting. I just want to get him on the podcast and dive deep into his like, thought process because I feel like we're on the same page with a lot of things nutrition-related. And I want to just kind of flesh that out in great detail, man. Like, just give me like a, this is like a total open-ended question, but give me a little yeah. biography on what brought you into this space, kind of what makes you feel compelled to even put out the content you're putting out. Yeah, yeah. I'm a bit newer to this space, really. I, I kind of dove in and I started making my film Food Lies. So I got interested in health and nutrition because my parents' health was tanking, you know. Right when I was turning 30, they were getting caught with these major chronic diseases that are rampant in our new society, right? Our modern world, these modern diseases, cancer and Alzheimer's. And my dad actually passed away of cancer. And my mom is in the very, very last stages of Alzheimer's where she's unresponsive. And this obviously woke me up. And, you know, this is about five years ago. And I really focused in on, on, you know, what I was doing because I, was one of these guys that played sports my whole life and was always in decent shape. I feel like I represented a, a, a lot of people out there that don't care about how they don't know much about health, right? Just the random people in America, they're just going along with life and they're kind of getting a little fatter each year. Mm-hmm. And then, and then I was like, Oh, I turned 30 and I have to actually care what I eat. And you know, my parents are sick and that really woke me up. So I got into this world hardcore and decided to make a film about it and that really just spurred me to do all the things uh that i guess you saw just posting on on instagram and facebook and youtube and twitter and trying to just get this word out so there wasn't anything like specific ailment that that you had any issues with this was all just motivation from seeing kind of how your parents had had started going downhill as a result of their nutrition right Exactly. And I think that's why I was so passionate about it because I represented that every man. Mm-hmm. What, what, kind of what I was alluding to is that so many people are out there thinking they're doing fine and they're not. And so once I started making these changes, it was a whole new world, right? A whole new ball game opened up. And I was like, wow, I, I wasn't doing okay before. I thought I was okay, but I was inflamed. I had this uh, chronic overuse injury with my wrists and arms you know i used to work as a mechanical engineer and i'm just sitting in there you know using the computer all day building 3d models and all this stuff and and i could bear i I had to get a cast like my my arm was so inflamed and this was a nine-year thing and then i finally started getting into really good nutrition i you know cut out all the sugars and refined grains and vegetable oils Mm -hmm. and got fat adapted you know got into that keto world and it was gone Right after, uh, I guess it was eight years, seven to eight years at the time, and it was just completely gone after all that time, and and that's when I really realized how powerful it was and how many people out there, you know, don't know about this. These, I mean, they're not small changes, but seemingly small changes that have a huge impact. 
were you pretty like skeptical when you first started dabbling in like the the low carb high fat philosophy because most people are coming from you know background where they're like just you know trained to think that fat's bad for it's going to clog your arteries like did you have any of that pushback or were you kind of just jumping all in well i had a couple friends that led me down this route and they got turned on to mark sisson and a bunch of other people years ago and i saw them getting so much healthier so it's great to have people go along with you you know that tribe is always good and you see oh wow okay Uh, you know you're not going in blind and i i was a bit skeptical to even jump in and do it you know my friends were like you got to do this like keep going you know you a lot of times you don't even listen to the people closest to you (laughs) right it's those are the people even or me i'm trying to get my family members to change and they don't want to change so luckily i i eventually listened to them and i yeah it is a process like you keep giving up more of these foods that you used to eat and then you feel better each time and then you finally dive in so it's it's hard man like i've got family that are you know kind of slipping as far as their health is concerned and i've i mean knowing what i know now it's like i've got i feel so you know responsible and obligated to like try and educate them but it's it's sad because like the people that you're closest to and you want to help the most are the ones that are least likely to you know listen to what you have to say it's really weird how that works you know it's like you and i have it's funny we kind of have the same amount of followers and it's like i'm like hey there's all these people that that like respect us and listen to us you know there's tens of thousands of people but you won't and you're closest to me why do you think that is do you think it's because i've heard the the theory that i've heard on the streets is that like anybody that's older than you you know a parent a relative like they just are always going to view you as you know, not as educated as they are. Like they've lived longer, they've got more experience. So what they have done and will continue to do is got to be by default better than what anything you suggest. That's part of it. Yeah. So the older people, that's part of it. But then even your peers, it's hard with my friend group here in, in LA. They're, it's just weird. They just don't want to accept that you know more than them. I think that's more of this like kind of like rivalry or like, it's just, it's just, weird it's a human nature you don't want to admit that your friend knows more than you yeah about something i don't know what i mean i know i know you personally have felt compelled to improve your health through your family and then you know kind of like we all do we feel much better once we adopt this lifestyle and we just want to like shatter from the rooftops to help impact you know in a positive way as many people as we can what was the uh, like the the transition for you to decide, okay, I'm going to make a, a documentary about this. I'm going to make food lines. I'm going to really start putting out content because there's one, there's one side of the spectrum of like, okay, I know this to be healthy. I'm going to tell as many people as I can, but it's like a whole nother ball game when you start diving into content creation, podcasting mm-hmm. videos. I mean, that's a whole nother realm mm-hmm. and it, it's not for most people. So what, what compelled you to jump in like, mm-hmm. on that level? Yeah, that's a good question. <laughs> I'm trying to figure that out myself. No, I was always interested in entrepreneurship or working for myself. And I spent many years working in as a mechanical engineer and in the tech world and working for other people. And I always wanted to find my true like mission in life, you know, and I feel like it was floating around and I was just trying to discover it. And, and I finally did. And when this health thing came around, I was like, this is it. I'm going all in. I'm quitting my job. And, you know, I, ha- I was working in tech, I was making good money. And for the past two years, I've had no source of income other than my savings. And then eventually, you know, I've put together some businesses I've nose to tail, which is a meat delivery service, kind of like butcher box. So finally making a little bit of money selling grass fed and grass finished meat and organs and all the nose to tail goodness. But, you know, it's a struggle. <laughs> it, was, it was definitely a struggle. And I guess I'm just one of those risky people that just doesn't mind just going off and doing it and figuring it out as I go. And, and then to the, the motivation side, it was, it was that thing where I really knew that people didn't, people were out there like me. And I just wanted to get that message. I was like, people are spinning their wheels. They're using so much effort and willpower to try to be healthy and they're not getting anywhere. And it's kind of like the eat less, move more thing. Like everyone's just doing the same thing that doesn't do much. There's no results. Eat less, move more doesn't even mean anything. It's just like 
you know, like everyone knows it, but no one can do it. So I, I kind of developed this thing, eat densely, move intensely. I like right? that. So it's like, right? like actually that actually tells you what to do is like eat nutrient dense foods and do intense exercise, like strength training or sprinting and stuff like that. So it's like these little things that I, I changed and it, it wasn't any harder. I just got so much more reward from it and I so much more gains from it. I, I keep going back to that. It's like I just figured out simple things that gave me such an improvement in my life and people around me. And I, for some reason, I'm compelled to share that. It's just like, why are you on this treadmill for an hour and you look the same as you did last year? Right. I, I work out in this little gym in my apartment complex. I don't even need a full on gym. You know, maybe I'd be stronger and bigger if I did have a full on gym. But I had amazing gains in one year on my body composition. And I look at the people in my apartment complex who maybe even got fatter in that year and they're on the treadmill. And so it's that kind of message is work harder, work smarter, not harder, all that kind of thing. I don't know. It's just, I just want to tell people I'm all about efficiency, right? I I have always been obsessed with being efficient. So it's like, I see the world and how inefficient they are in so many things. and just want to tell someone about it. It's, It's kind of funny, man. Like one of the biggest arguments against, you know, keto, low carb lifestyle is that it's not sustainable. Like that's like the main thing that I feel like a lot of the people that are coming from traditional, you know, bro dieting approach, like that, that's what they argue. Say they, it's just not mm-hmm. sustainable to be keto your whole life. And I look at how my keto day-to-day life is, and I look at what I used to do, and I look at what they're doing, and I'm like, this is the most sustainable option out there. Like, how can you argue against that, you know? <laughs> That's so funny. Yeah, exactly. This is what I'm doing for life. This is so easy. It's I I joke around that I cheer. Like, I fist pump while I'm eating some of my meals. I'm sitting here at lunch eating this fat steak. I've got like grilled mushrooms. I'm just eating like oysters and kimchi and just, I'm like, what are you, what are you guys doing? Like, how can you say it's not sustainable? It's, it's just funny to me sometimes. Yeah. I always have to laugh when I'm like in a competition prep or something, man, because I'll be, you know, eating big old fatty chunks of meat and, you know, keto bricks and just really high calorie, uh, you know, high flavor foods and i would look around and the competitors i'm up against they're eating like rice cakes which is just like (laughs) you know nothing and i just i don't know they've got the gall to say that i'm doing something wrong it's like how you gotta look in the mirror and recognize that that this is much more sustainable and much more enjoyable i mean i'd rather eat like this you know a great meal once or twice a day and feel like a rock star throughout the day than eating out of a tupperware every three hours and just not having any quality (laughs) of life to it you know well it, it kind of brings up this point. I just did a podcast with a woman who actually wrote the textbook on food addiction. And I think it's really important. I think this is what's happening is everyone's kind of carb addicted. So that's why they think it's unsustainable. Mm-hmm. That's my kind of like root cause of this. And the media too, the media loves to talk about it. Oh, this fad diet, keto, or oh, it's so unsustainable. No one can do it. It's like, yeah, no one can do it because you're all addicted to carbs and, and processed foods and all that. And it seems impossible to give it up in our modern society. But once you, I don't know, just dive in and understand nutrition and understand health and, um, you know, how all this stuff works and how delicious it is, then it is perfectly sustainable. But it is, you got to get over that hump. I mean, this, this woman, Dr. Joan Ifland, she, you know, it's finally recognized that food addiction is a real thing and, You know, it's just like cigarettes and you have the same withdrawals when you're giving up carbs and sugar. And so I get it. Yeah, it's just people are carb addicted. That's all it is. Yeah, I feel like that's a, I mean, that's the best way to wrap your head around. I mean, it's akin to like an alcoholic. You can't imagine, if you're an alcoholic, imagining a life without any type of alcohol. It's got to be pretty bleak. But if you're not a drinker, then, I mean, something that you can take or leave. It's not going to have a negative impact on your life whatsoever. (laughs) And it's the same for us not having carbs. Like I literally don't think twice about it. Like, I don't feel like I'm missing anything. Yeah. And then for me, I, I kind of call it my sapien diet or sapien lifestyle, whatever it's, it's keto most of the time. But since I'm in a good spot, I'm, you know, in shape, 
I can eat a bit of carbs. I can do, you know, I'll eat something on the weekend if it's put in front of me, if I'm at a barbecue, but I, I can bounce back, you know, and I know that I can work out, I can fast, I can um, not be addicted. Like some people, they'll spin out of control if they have, you know, a little bit of sugar, like one piece of bread or something. Yeah. So that's a whole nother story. But yeah, if, if you can, if you can control it, then hey, add it, add it in once in a while if you need to. I want to, I want to talk about the, uh, like, I guess the debate would be a good word between like the vegans and the keto carnivore space. I mean, I feel like, you know, I obviously eat a lot of meat. You you eat a lot of meat. We're not vegan by any stretch of the imagination. And I don't know if it seems just in what I've been able to learn about you thus far, it's like you are, you feel very compelled to just put out quality information, quality knowledge. And it, it oftentimes conflicts. I mean, almost always conflicts with the the content putting out there by by the vegan community do you feel like how how do you uh in your mind what's the the motivation behind that like that relationship do you feel like mm. there's a, a a good way to go about that or do you just have to be kind of brash and bold and just like go for the kill yeah well this is i i've stumbled into this world of arguing with vegans and i feel like i'm in this war that i didn't want to be in mm -hmm. but and people do it different ways. Like Sean Baker is a friend of mine. You know, I've known him for years before he went on Joe Rogan and he attacks it a different way. You know, he goes all out and he's vocal and he's like, he, he's kind of seems like this, the leader in this, you know, anti-vegan world. Not that I'm in the anti-vegan world, but I kind of go about it in a different way. I try to get people to understand that we're a bit on the same team where we care about the environment, we care about not harming animals in, you know, putting them in bad situations. I mean, we'll, I'll harm them at the end with a stun gun to their head with a painless death so I can eat them. Yeah. But other than that, of course, we don't want to see them harmed. And we both think we should avoid processed foods and, you know, hopefully the vegans will avoid sugar and vegetable oils, but not all of them know this stuff. But there, there's so many similarities in our worlds. And I, actually, I was asked to speak at a food conference, this food industry conference in Chicago with all these, you know, kind of impossible burger type people there. And even like Tyson Chicken was there. And they pitted me against a vegan lady. And it was this whole thing like carnivore versus vegan. I was like, hey, I'm not carnivore. And then I met the lady and she wasn't vegan. She was like, oh, yeah, I eat fish and you know, pasture raised eggs. I was like, okay, so basically we're just almost the same, right? It's just, you just don't eat red meat, but we eat almost the same diet. The, the ratios are a little different, but you're eating animal foods, you're avoiding sugars, processed grains and vegetable oils. She knew, you know, we were all on the same team, but they had to pit us against each other like it was this war. And, you know, we didn't agree on everything and there was, you know, some debating we did, but I'm yeah, I'm trying to spread the word that we're kind of on the same team that animal foods, whatever ratio you decide to eat are the probably the most important part of your diet. And so I do have kind of a problem with the, the vegan activists. I don't have a problem with vegans. I have a problem with the activists who are actively spreading misinformation that we should be avoiding animal foods altogether, which is just insane. You know, you can eat whatever you want. Personally, you know, that's your business. But if you're trying to promote a diet that is a non-human diet, something that doesn't make any sense, then, you know, then I'd start to have a problem with you. And and also, the, you know, these policy changes that are happening, I guess, it's what, you know, Sean, Dr. Sean Baker is really interested in that. It's like if you're going to have meat taxes and if you're going to take it out of schools and this kind of thing is where, I kind of stand behind him and, you know, have to be a little more aggressive. So I had a, a, a guy on my podcast earlier this week, and he's a philosopher. So we talked about understanding where each side's coming from, like really understanding their viewpoints and arguing, mm -hmm. you know, the morals behind it, basically. And it was interesting, man, because you're you're absolutely right. I feel like at the end of the day, we're, we're trying to accomplish a very similar thing. I feel like the vegans at the end of the day, they just want to make the world a better place. They want it to be healthier. They, they don't want it, you know, to have a, a bad carbon footprint. They, they want to improve the, the welfare of any of the animals that we interact with. But we're going about it very different 
different ways. And I don't know. I have to think though that a lot of you, you got to be realistic before you can be idealistic. And there's just not a lot of realism. I feel like there's a lot of ignorance within the the vegan community because some of the stuff that they're suggesting, some of the policies, they're, the policies they're suggesting, uh, some of the biology they're suggesting is just not based on any kind of factual evidence whatsoever. That's a really good point. I like that phrase too. They're, they're not realistic with the world. They, I don't know if it's purposefully, they just don't want to try to do the real research or they're just stuck in their ways and they go down these rabbit holes and they're surrounded by an echo chamber of people, you know, saying the same things. But what I've tried to do with this film food lies and just with all my content is look at both sides. I talk to vegans. I watch vegan videos. I do everything I can to look at both sides. And my biggest problem is that these people don't look at both sides. So I just want to shout that from the rooftops. You know, I watch the game changers and I'm just like, you're only looking at one side. You are cherry picking everything. You are putting your head in the sand when it, comes to every single thing that doesn't agree with you like and if you're only looking at it from one side you can you know find some sort of arguments and try to make it seem like this is the way to do things or this is you know the methane is killing the world or this you know the animal foods are bad for you it's like okay if you're gonna try to look at it from this one side you maybe could make a case for it but once you open your eyes and look at the whole picture it makes no sense. Like none of their arguments make sense when you're looking at it holistically, when you're looking at it from the evolutionary perspective, when you're looking at anything, any side of it. If you look at environmental, ethical, or nutritional, those are the three vegan arguments mainly. And all of those break down when you look at them from all perspectives instead of just this one perspective they, they choose to look at. Yeah, it's it's really unfortunate, man. I I, I kind of live under a rock when it comes to you know the media, and I didn't even know about this Game Changers documentary until a week ago, and then I, I mm. watched it uh, with Danny Vega uh, and Adam, and it's just like <laughs> we just got mad the more we watched because <laughs> it's like the the actual production of it, like the 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 film itself is really good, like it's really high yeah. quality imagery and like the transitions are good, like everything is is you know, impressive from that standpoint. Uh, they're really good at selling the sizzle, so to speak. But like the, there's just nothing that's that's based on any kind of scientific fact. And I feel like people that are, uh, you know, ignorant towards nutrition, not even in a bad way, they just simply don't know, uh, which mm-hmm. is one of the things that we're all trying to fight within the keto space, you know, like just bringing people to the forefront of this knowledge. But they don't have that foundation. And they watch a film like this and it's like, any any momentum they may have potentially gained with the keto hype, I feel like it just gets you know beat down by the the impressiveness of this film. But those just like I said, lack of total scientific evidence, and I feel like that it's just it's just frustrating, man. It's frustrating to try and mm-hmm. fight the good fight and put out the right knowledge, and then have propaganda films like this come into existence. Yeah, it's it's why I quickly had to make a response film, and we're doing a thirty day film debunking it and and danny yeah danny's great and he's gonna submit a little video and maybe you could submit a little video actually we're gonna include some of these testimonials of of people in the space you know we're like mark sisson's putting one in i'm rob wolf might just well, i might even get some nfl athletes to put one in and i think it's really important to to combat this message and it's it is really confusing to people so i so many people have reached out to me and even my friends my my friend's brother is just like oh yeah we're you know me and my girlfriend watch the game changers we're gonna we're going vegan now it's it's so it's so disheartening because i can see how it can trick people like if you just watch that film and you don't know anything even i who kind of know all this stuff i was like oh wow maybe i should second yeah i did too this. i did too it's weird man <laughs> you're like oh should i yeah and then i'm like no 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 okay i get it like i i know every single thing that they said i actually do know the exact counterpoint and especially since i've started making this film and you know had to do more research on it but they don't actually have a leg to stand on like you could tell me any single point any second in that movie and i'll tell you why it's wrong now now that i've uh, done some more work and you know 
research this more. So they, they don't have a leg to stand on. It's all in, in a vacuum, right? If you just sit there and, and look at it and don't know anything, you're sold. And I get, get it. Yes, it has a high production value and they, it's convincing. But then once you realize that every one of these athletes is not the, what they say they are or they got worse or that their science is all bunk or that the environment stuff is actually even wrong, you know, it's like just, for example, like Patrick Raboumian, they, they bill him as the, you know, the strong man, one of the world's strongest men. He's like five, seven and he's fat. He's like not strong at all. He's never been in the real strongman competitions. They paid Guinness world records. You can pay Guinness to come out and do a record. I could get two grand right now, call up Guinness and they could come out and I could do, I could be a world record holder for, you know, like a, the longest handstand wall, you know, like juggling or something. Yeah. And, and and then I'd be a world record holder. It it just doesn't make any sense. So they they use a lot of good tactics to trick people. Yeah, it's it's unfortunate, man. Because I don't know, like 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 we've just repeated. It's just there's just they're they're looking at people in a very small. I mean, there are definitely some outliers out there. There are some outliers out there that are just incredible athletes uh, that are following a strict vegan nutritional protocol and and more power to them. You know, I have. I, I'm not trying to be confrontational with vegans in that regard. Like, if you like that, if you want to do that, then more power to you. But to suggest that eating all meat is is bad, which is basically the the underlying premise of the film. Like, it wasn't... Well, any meat. They yeah. kind of say any meat is bad, but yes. Yeah, and, and that, to me, I mean, like, there's just so much science. Like, all the science that, that we've uncovered just in the past several years with all the hype of keto, it's like, so, what? Well, I mean, how, how do you... How do you know this information and then put out a film like that? And I feel like a lot of people don't know, but if you like peel the curtain back, you know, I don't know the details. You know much more about this than I do. But as far as like, you know, James Cameron, Arnold Schwarzenegger, aren't they like going in on some kind of investment for pea protein, I believe? Yeah. Well, James Cameron has like $140 million in Verdiance, which is a pea protein, the biggest pea protein manufacturer. And then, yeah, I don't know what, with, uh, Arnold, but it, it, yeah, definitely. I'm always trying to figure out these motivations, and it, I know there's some financial motivations, but I'm I'm kind of trying to figure out: are these people pure, you know, not evil, but purely <laughs> disingenuous and just promoting their plant-based, you know, products, or do they actually believe some of this? Or you have to have some sort of willful suspension of of like you, you know what I mean. Something has to be going on here because you can't. In 2019, you can't actually believe the stuff that they're saying. Yeah, and and they, they stoop pretty low, man. Like some of the stuff that they're arguing is just like interesting to me. Like they have a whole section of the the Game Changers film that's arguing, you know, for for better erections and stuff if you eat a vegan based diet. And I'm just looking at this and like, what are they talking about? Well, it's the opposite. So for this film, we got uh, Tim Sheaf, who's a sort of ninja warrior competitor. I think he won something, and he's like a parkour guy. Mm -hmm. He was a vegan prince. Like, he was eating the vegan diet. People loved him. He was just one of these big names in veganism. He was in the film, and he started um, – he had no erections. He had, like, ED or something. He had no sex drive. He – one day he ate a piece of salmon and he had a wet dream that night <laughs> and he he talked about this publicly he's he was on like vice and all these big news programs talking about this and he's like yeah i i started eating animal foods and i feel amazing everything got better you know he was falling apart as a vegan and and he dropped out of the film he called them he's like hey take me out of this film and now he's in my film <laughs> and he's he's from England and he was in San Diego last week and went down and filmed with him. So that's awesome. It's a lot of these stories. Yeah. Well, there, there were several people that had, that, you know, were in the film and then after the fact, they they no longer were vegan, right? They went back to eating meat. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. And they, and they left them in the film, you know, because I guess that, that the time they were or they weren't even plant based, you know, they're. They weren't even vegan. They were like, oh, yeah, well, I eat fish, but, I mean, I eat mostly plants. Yeah. But there's, yeah. It's unfortunate, man. Like, I, like you got you to look at integrity. They, like, take total financial gain, monetary incentive out of the equation. And, 
I just would hope that there'd be more faith in human integrity. Like, if you know that there's something to wash here, like you've got people having issues, health issues, they're dropped out of the film, yet you're going to continue to produce the film and put it out to the public as if it's, like, godsend. It's like, there's, there's a problem there. There is. I mean, so that means there must be some other type of agenda. I don't know. James Wilkes, like, he's the main guy behind the film. He's this ex-MMA guy. I don't know what his big agenda is. Maybe he feels great on it. You know, a lot of people feel great for a year or two or a month or two. So I don't know why, yeah, knowing all this or knowing, like, they even left it this thing in where Scott Jurek was a, one of these ultra marathoner type of guys that did like, you know, hundred mile races and all that. And he did the Appalachian trail and they, this whole film was based around him setting the record for this Appalachian trail, you know, in however many days. And that this was like two years ago. Since then, the record was demolished by people just eating bacon and eggs. Yeah. <laughs> there's, the, the, there's, I forget the name of the, some guy just did it in like way faster than him. And he's all he ate was bacon and eggs and, you know, I forget what else. And so it's just, you are purposely lying. I don't know. I don't get it. And I don't know what, I guess maybe just monitor, just, they're just trying to make money off of selling the film. Yeah. I mean, that's the only thing that I can, I can possibly conjure up as to why the, the motivation is there. But I'm, I'm amazed and incredibly impressed that you're able to, to make this debunking, you know, response film with like these crazy parameters, like 30 days and hardly any, <laughs> any funding. Like talk about that, man. Like how, what's Whoa, that yeah. process been like? Well, actually I'm kind of getting stressed out right about now. I, I couldn't even sleep these days. I'm waking up super early because I'm worried about it and that we're not going to get it done, but we actually did get some good funding. I kind of just threw out a Instagram post. Once I saw Kai green, are you familiar with that or have you seen yeah 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 I, you want to talk <laughs> about that for just one second <laughs> i got i gotta i gotta laugh at this man because i actually have always really liked kai green like i've i've loved his style he's totally out there he's kind of out i mean he's way out there but mm-hmm. i've always just admired his uniqueness in the space mm-hmm. and then for anybody that doesn't know like my audience is a lot of bodybuilders they know they all know kai green <laughs> but he basically built his physique on a meat-based protocol he was like on you know, carnivorous, carnivorous supplement lines. And after this whole vegan propaganda game changers movie came out, he watched it in a week later, he's coming out with vegan eBooks, which, I mean, I have to just lose a lot of respect for him for that. Yeah. I called him out a lot online. I don't, I didn't know. I didn't know who he was actually before last week or what was it? Two, three weeks ago. Mm-hmm. And, <laughs> but I was just like, this dude, he was asking questions on Twitter, like what what's up with this vegan diet? Does anyone know about it? Like you know, he was kind of. And then the next week, it was, I'm going vegan. And then the next, then a couple of days later, vegan ebook. Yeah. And it, it, I don't know. I, I I guess he's just after money. I don't know if he actually thinks it's legit. I asked him on my podcast. I was like, hey, let's talk about this. He didn't respond. I, I don't know. It, it's 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 crazy. It's unfortunate, man. I, mean, I don't care who you are. Like, you're not going to be able to have enough knowledge after one week to be able to put together a quality ebook. <laughs> <laughs> it's just stupid. So, you know, I don't know. It's, there's just a lot of hype around it right now. And maybe he's just testing. I saw one comment. He's like, yeah, I'm just testing it out and see what happens. But, I mean, I guess the ebook is definitely just to make money. Yeah. But anyway, so so this film, I saw that and I posted on Instagram. I was like, hey, this is getting crazy. What if I made a film about this in the next 30 days? Like would everyone chip in like $3? And I think I got 600 comments about, they're like, yes, let's do this. I'll put in more money. I just realized this was something the world wanted and needed. And everyone was so fired up about it. I got on the phone with Sean Baker, got Dr. Paul Saldino and you know, we, we just made it happen. We got a good, good amount of money on Indiegogo if it's still um on Indiegogo if people want to contribute we're still trying to get this thing made I mean it, it, it is taking a lot of money to pay a lot of these editors to work overtime and you know we're getting special effects we're doing graphics we're doing music you know I'm getting a sound uh like a guy to score the film even not like super you know professionally scored but he's gonna make original songs and you know we're gonna do this like for real this is gonna it's not gonna be 
the game changers, you know, slow motion, ultra HD footage from, you know, Africa or wherever they went, do that rhino thing. And, you know, it's not going to be like that, but this thing is going to be good. I'm pretty happy with how it's been going. And uh, yeah, you can support it on Indiegogo if you just search for Game Changers Debunked. And yeah, it's really coming together quickly. And uh, we we shot we kind of shot our last footage yesterday in a studio. So I'm partnered with a production studio in Los Angeles, and we have a lot of stuff at our disposal. So that it's been helping as well to you know have a team of editors and camera guys and studio space to do all this stuff. So uh, yeah, we we're actually making a lot of like kind of sketch comedy little skits kind of trying to make this more fun you know we don't want to just put out some scientific thing where we're just going point by point like oh well here's this study saying that you're wrong because meat is good it's more like hey let's get that plus a whole bunch of other stuff like just making fun of how ridiculous it is like that erection study you know it's it wasn't even study the doctor they mentioned it's like oh well this isn't a scientific study but you know and so we did all these little skits and got uh sean baker and you know in a wig and mutton chop you know uh costume and just did all kinds of stuff it's crazy man like like i'm I'm honestly just amazed i can't wait to see it because knowing that you've had the time constraints that you have i mean that's just impressive like that's just freaking it's ballsy man like it's (laughs) it's awesome i'm scared it's not gonna get together in time but i'm gonna make it happen so it's i said it was gonna be put out on november 27th that's wednesday night before thanksgiving because i wanted a hard deadline i didn't want to work and you know make people work on it over thanksgiving Mm -hmm. and i wanted people to be able to watch it with their family because like you said so many people are you know confused by it there it is confusing right when you're getting this opposite information from both sides it's like how, how can it be that this completely avoiding animal products is good and then people completely embracing animal products and that's all they eat supposedly they're doing good how is that how how come well not supposedly but for for this skeptical audience it's like how how does this work how how they can't rationalize it in their head so i want to get it out to people and so they can watch with their family on thanksgiving that's awesome man like i honestly feel like if you had had more time it probably wouldn't be together as well. I feel like all this just like hustle, inspiration, mm. and kind of like striking while the iron's hot, man. I think that's probably been a huge reason it has come together. Yeah, yeah, it's the pressure. It's it's the goldfish uh, grows to the size of the bowl type of thing. You know, if you have a project and it's like, hey, you have two months to do it, it's going to take you two months to do that project. But if you had one month to do it, well, then you're going to figure it out, right? <laughs> you're going to figure it out. What's been like the, the biggest hurdle in all this? I mean, I, I'm assuming like just having a good team orchestrate everything fluidly. It's got to be a nightmare. Mm. Yeah. I, we're still waiting on footage to come in. You know, I'm trying to, I'm trying to do too much probably getting like Dr. Ryan Lowry. He put out a good re- rebuttal video, but he's going to do some new footage for us. It's just getting all these moving pieces together. The edit is, is the hardest. I mean, it was pretty easy to get everyone to come up and contribute and do the interviews. And it, it all all the interviews happen in two weeks but just getting these last things put together and and really just getting this edit is going to be a struggle but i mean we're doing it <laughs> we're doing it and it's going to go live on youtube right yeah um, part because everyone backed it we actually funded it all so i don't have to worry about you know trying to make money off this or pay myself back you know so I just want everyone to see it for free on YouTube and then maybe we could even put it on Amazon or iTunes or whatever else, whoever will take it really. Yeah. That's awesome, man. And so, so dive into the, the food lies documentary. So what, what's the, the distinction between the two? Yeah. Food lies just turned into such a big project and this game changer thing is almost like a stopgap. It's like, it's like food lies is taking so long and it's such a big thing. Let's put this out in the meantime, but they're kind of accomplishing the same thing as just clearing up this nutrition stuff. Food lies is not an anti vegan film, mm-hmm. which it seems like game changers is. So it's like, I'm putting all that sort of anti meat sentiment here and all that just joking around stuff in this one. And food lies is, you know, a very balanced, 
well done professional piece of you know of documentary work that has been two years in the making and yeah i know you just had chris bell on chris bell's great yeah he's awesome he yeah like you know i've i've hung out with him a lot especially when he was down in la last year he he moved up north so i haven't seen him as much but these films take forever and he's been doing his for a while and i and the audience they're always asking me and chris like when is it coming out when is it coming out i'm like all right this is a process we want this to be good we're you know it takes time to do it the story develops as you go it's always a multi-year process and that's kind of where i'm at where we've been filming for a couple of years and getting you know really good stuff we flew up to canada and filmed with amazing farmers and we were on the east coast and we're in ohio we're we're all over the place getting the best people we can the best footage looking at all sides of the environment side the science the evolution you know we we're in maryland filming with dr bill schindler this amazing professor of anthropology and archaeology and you know how did humans evolve you know he's showing us the skulls he's making tools it's like this is how you know our, our ancient ancestors you know chipped rocks to make this and we made fire and we got into bones and got the bone marrow and the brains and we grew our brains by eating brains and omega-3s and and all this fat and meat and just so many amazing stories that have come together and now we're trying to put that into the best documentary it can be (laughs) which is just just taking such a long time we have hundreds of hours of footage now and like 30 something interviews so that's kind of the 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 big picture and well i'll just kind of overview it so it's supposed to cover all of nutrition mm-hmm. the, the entire thing and give and make it less confusing and give the the balanced perspective of it so it's not like a keto film right if you saw the magic pill that was which was on netflix yeah. pete evans he he made a great, you know, it's great. It was, it kind of started paving the way for this type of film and it was very keto oriented. And, and I, I just wanted to make something where let's look at all sides and let people understand how food works in your body. Right. And then we can kind of say, well, this does based on all this information about how humans evolved and about the environment and the science and biochemistry and all these randomized controlled trials we have now and epidemiology even they all kind of line up with this high fat low carb diets whole foods that kind of thing so it's not beating over people over the head with it but we kind of come to this conclusion that there is sort of one general way that humans should be eating and it does involve higher fat and meat and of course no processed you know, modern foods and refined sugars and oils. Do you, I mean, I'm curious because it seems like there's just a ton of these documentary films, you know, in support of the vegan lifestyle. And mm-hmm. there's definitely more supporting of the, you know, meat-based, uh, higher-fat diet coming up. But I feel like like it's it's just, I don't know, I feel like we've got a, quite a wall to climb to catch up with where the, the vegan films have, have gone and like the momentum that they've built. Why do you think that is like why is their stuff sticking so good comparatively mm, yeah it's such a it's such a more palatable or popular uh like kind of position you know it just the media has kind of taken over and you're almost a pariah if you go against it like especially here in hollywood like there's no actor that could just be like oh yeah i eat a lot of meat you know mm-hmm. they'd be like kicked out of hollywood <laughs> Like maybe literally kicked out, you know, just like not asked to be in movies anymore. It's 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 that unpopular. The the public perception has taken this plant based stance. Not that you know everyone thinks we should be vegan, but just plant based, right? This is the popular narrative. This is what has taken over. And I've looked into all this for years, and there it's a it's not super conspiratorial. I I don't like all these conspiracy theories. Like oh yeah, like there's this. You know, they're trying to keep, make us weak and control us and give us, you know, some people go that far. 
Yeah, I feel like or that's a little far-fetched. People are trying to keep us sick. Yeah. Oh, so yeah, I don't, I don't think it's that far. That that's a little crazy. They're not people. No one's trying to keep us sick, but there's just the the real story is is money, and mm-hmm. there's been tons of money over the past uh, even a hundred years, but the past sixty years has been the worst. Where all the research has been done and funded by pr- food companies and. There, there were some mistakes, you know, about 60 years ago. There's a famous Ansel Keys story and mm-hmm. the McGovern report from the McGovern committee. And, you know, we kind of made some mistakes about cholesterol and saturated fat and thinking they were bad. And that opened the door to the processed food industry. They're like, oh, fat's bad. We'll make all these low-fat products. And what does that mean? Well, you take out the fat, it tastes terrible, so you have to add in all the sugar. And... All the money is in the processing, profits in the processing. These companies take over. So this is why this ha- this was the root of why we got into this big plant-based thing. It's because this entire media and business and food industry world has been leading this way for the past 60 years to even 100 years. And so it kind of makes sense. So they, the, they have control of this. So it's like... Who pays for all these news programs to exist? It's the advertisers. And I personally know people who have been disinvited or not allowed to come speak on high-fat diets because of the advertisers said, no, you can't have someone saying that sugar is bad and processed foods are bad because that's we're paying you. We're Nabisco. We're Coca-Cola. We're whatever. They're paying for the advertisements which make the shows work so it's not a conspiracy it's reality it's capitalism it's money and so they've taken over the narrative so it it's sad but this is just this is what it is there's no money in in selling whole foods and meat yeah right it is unfortunate because i'm i'm definitely a capitalist at heart like i'm an entrepreneur i'm a businessman i love i love business but not at the expense of our fellow man, you know, like I feel like you have to draw a line somewhere and I feel like the the desire to help one another on means beyond just monetary gain and that should definitely outweigh the monetary gain. And so it's sad to see that, you know, the reality is that it just isn't and that is the reality. So we have to just accept that and make the most of it and combat it in the best way possible. But it is still unfortunate. Yeah, I mean, yeah, it's hard. It's like, I don't know what to do about it. What we can do is make informational content and make these films to show people the other way. And what we can do is well, support it, share it, do podcasts like this. And then also just get healthy on your own. Focus yeah. on your family and your friends and yourself. And once people get healthy eating this way, then nothing else is going to change their mind. You could have any any kind of news program or article that's saying that it's dangerous or unsustainable and you'll just laugh at it because <laughs> you've experienced it for yourself. Yeah, I agree. I agree. What, um, so like in a perfect world, you launch these uh, documentaries. What, what, what do you hope to see from it? Like what would make you feel satisfied mm. and fulfilled as a result? Well, I, I get a lot of these stories of, individuals just telling me oh i listened to the podcast and you know i changed the way i ate changed my life and i think that's that's the best case scenario is one by one people will change their life and just even just hearing these messages or even just reading comments on youtube but that's all i can really ask for i love that people like nina teicholz is doing things on a bigger level and some other people you know she has the nutrition coalition and she's trying to change policy and trying to change the dietary guidelines and that kind of thing so so people are working at different levels but for me i'd love to just just produce content that is popular and that people will share with each other and you know and just a, a lot of people listening to this podcast or people listen to my podcast, it's kind of preaching to the choir. They kind of already know it. And they've done a lot of research. They've read the books. They've listened to you. They've, you know, listened to all the great people in our space and they, they get it. So my main goal is to give 
people ammunition actually that i guess that that's my main goal is i people are saying hey i know all this but i got this aunt who won't listen to me she's not going to read all the books listen to all the lectures i need i I, i'm waiting for food lies because i know that i can give her this 90 minute film i can queue it up on her netflix and she'll actually watch it and then everything you know will kind of make sense and then she you know she's gonna have to go you know have an open mind and maybe do some more research but this would be the catalyst for that i like it that's a good point man i mean i feel like we can just lead by lead by example and then provide as much you know digestible usable content that we can that people can share and if we do that enough times hopefully it, it makes an impact i mean the, the emails that i get i'm sure you get the same emails but the emails were like you know an individual not just some number not just some random person but like an individual with a name and a family mm-hmm. member they email saying how something that we've said or done has positively impacted their health their life in some way or another and that that makes it all worth it man like that that gives my life a sense of purpose and that's something that you can't buy that that is so far and above any kind of monetary gain and i'm proud to be a part of a community that that prioritizes that over anything else 100 percent, and i i love i really do love our community it sounds <laughs> like we're just like kind of just doing this love fest with each other but it's it our community isn't concerned about money i don't think it's like yes we need to support ourselves i guess but no one is after money. Everyone is there to help other people. And everyone has the best intentions of just, you know, genuinely spreading the word and helping people. And I don't think other communities are like that. I agree. I agree. Well, listen, man, I know you got like a, a million and probably 15 things to do right now to get this film out before Thanksgiving. Uh, so I don't want to keep you too long here. But where can people go to, to support you, find out more, follow along, watch it when it goes live and just be a part of it? Yeah, yeah. So my main thing is just Instagram, food.lies. I kind of put everything through there. It's all the announcements and everything. But sapien.org has a lot of information as well. Sapien.org is my main company. And, you know, you can find out all the other links from there. Food Lies and Nose to Tail and the, you know, Peak Human Podcast and all my all my things. So, yeah, thank you for, you know, letting me share the word. Yeah, man. Like, like I said, I didn't really know much about you prior to this, but I'm glad that we had the opportunity to do this. I have got utmost respect for, for what you're doing and the, the message you're sharing. So if there's ever anything I can do, man, count me in. Thanks, man. Yeah, maybe you could send in a little message. Be like, hey, hey you I'll don't do need it. carbs to get big. I'll do it, man. Count me in for sure. All right. Take care, brother. <laughs>